This is the Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 The Zoo, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Community Roundtable. I'm Kelly Finley. All things boom, boom. Oh yeah, it's Mardi Gras time here in Mobile. And we are not only talking about that, but different ways from an educational standpoint, how you can really appreciate music and the local talent right here. Local, but really they're international. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves and tell you um, you know, which organization they're with. And today, as we're already talking, we are breaking all types of um, barriers because this is the first time I have a husband and wife team in the house and an additional guest so we're gonna have fun just sit back and relax and tune in i'll start with you young man introduce yourself please yes ma'am i'm willie dennis the third i am the owner and publisher with the black ink coalition here in mobile welcome back thank you for it's having great. us it's great to have you happy new year too. happy new year i'm still saying it all year long it, it is what it <laughs> okay is. <All> right. <laughs> see we already have fun okay sir uh, my name is Jose London. I'm the leader and manager of the Excelsior Band uh, in Mobile for the last 22 years. Been a member of the band for 46 years. So uh, welcome, everybody, to Mobile Mardi Gras. That's it. And you brought the loveliest of guests with you today. I brought my wife, Geraldine, who is my manager and my clerical staff and everything else that I need to be able to be a leader and a manager. So she sits next to me, uh, as always, and she is the reason that I function. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that. But it's true. It is it's true. Like, literally and figuratively. Oh, yeah. It is true. And we're going to hear from her um, shortly because we're in we're very um, snug and cozy um, uh, situation here in the studio. So you're going to hear from her shortly. But do you want to say hello real fast? Well, good morning, everybody. There she is. There she is. That's the boss lady. <laughs> okay, you have, do you have to give credit where credit's due? I do. Being, and I do. Yes, uh, publicly. Well, and it's, and, and it's something to talk about because many times, and I even said this to both of you when you were coming in, I said, do you say goodbye to your husband for about a month or so? Because Mardi Gras is no joke, and you're on the go, and it's hours, and yeah, it's fun for everybody watching you, but it's work. And so in order to do that, you've got to have a great team. It's truly work because besides the parades, you know, there are all other events, parties and balls. and I know. And I know when I see you, when I see you at a ball, I, I almost tackle you because I'm so excited to see you. And everybody has the same reaction. Like, those are my yeah, friends. Exactly. And, and they're genuinely busy. I mean, they've got to go from gig to gig. So I'll see you yeah. in a minute. That's right. You can't, there's no loitering. There's no, I can sit no. down to eat. No. Nothing to eat. Nothing. I mean, they're going from yeah, place to place. High, high yeah. and by. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It's not personal. <laughs> All right, Willie. So you made this happen. You're back again. Oh, you man. wanted to, to really just look forward into 2023. Yes. Yes, yes. What do we what do we need to know? Wow, there's a lot of things happening and as you know the Black Ink Coalition we've been um, blessed and fortunate to have partnerships come our way. Um, right now, I'm very, very excited about this partnership that has come along with the Excelsior Band. We've been helping them with celebrating their 140th anniversary this year. This is this is a one of a kind amazing time in our city and we need to take the opportunity to celebrate it. And so I'm happy to have been asked to join the Excelsior band with, uh, 
creating these opportunities this year. So, so mm-hmm. we, we got some things we are going to be, we are very, very excited about. And we just wanted to come and talk about it for a little while. I love that. So you gave me two beautiful flyers. And I want to go back in time for a little bit, back to November. Okay. And let's talk about how the Excelsior Band invited you to watch the premier Roots of American Culture, NEA National Heritage Fellowships. What was that about and what was that like? I want to hear from really all three of you. So I want to let Hosea start. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, Gerilyn is a big part of that. And then I'll, I'll, I'll step in okay. to talk about that. Uh, the NEA Heritage Award was you know, amazing for the band because when I looked at all of the winners of that award, there's never been an individual or a group from Mobile to receive that award. So for us, it was, it was amazing. It is a national award. Uh, it, they filmed it actually at my house. So, and I was expecting people to come with a phone, maybe. And oh no, no, no they came with a whole. Don't you know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> they came with a whole movie setup. Yes, uh, to do this, and it, and it basically took like a whole day. And I remember last time you were here, you were talking about your beautiful art that you collect. Yes. So, so that was something that could be appreciated in yes. real life. A whole yes. day to capture that. When for those who have won this, you know, recognition in the past, mm-hmm. what were they looking for? What what makes them, and what made you stand out? Well, is is longevity. You know, you you are preserving uh, part of history. So you've had. Artists like B.B. King and Mavis Staples and some very amazing uh, artists who continue to pass down that genre to another generation. So basically that's what they look for is how long have you been doing what you do and then how does it pass down after you finish doing what you're doing? You have had an emotional year. You lost a band member. We did lose a band member. And I mean, so sweet. Talk to us about him and what you want people to remember him for. Well, well, you know, we lost Charles Hall. And what I want people to remember about him is that Charles probably started in the band. He he may have been a teenager. He was in school and, you know, eventually they would let people come to it, basically children, to play with the band. So Charles has been associated with the band probably over 50 years, which is not unusual for excelsior band members because these are guys that get in and they stay in there stay in there all the guys i have now i have guys that's been in there 20 years and they only they might be like 45 so you know them when they were in you know in uh, let's say high school or college and then when they have they, they meet their significant other and then they have kids and maybe yes. grandkids yeah it's a family yeah it's a family not mm-hmm. only the band members but the community you know because i meet people that say well you paid play for my Great granddaddy's <laughs> wedding, you know. So, so and you don't look like you're two hundred years So that is just part of that heritage is uh-huh. just continues. You know, it's uh, it's amazing because I tell Willie, you know, what we do is, you know, what we've been doing. You know, yeah, it's clear. very traditional. Mobile is very traditional, so we don't ever really make a lot of changes because when people hire the Excelsior band, they know what they they know what they're getting. That's right. Well, you're very humble. Um, uh, walk me back to your upbringing. Where are you from? I know the answer, but where are you from? And how many instruments do you play? And, and is this talent God-given? Is this, did you learn this in school? A little bit of both? 
Well, you know where I'm from. I'm I from, do. I'm from Winter Haven, Florida, uh-huh, which, is, uh-huh. which is Central Florida, which is a great area to be from. People are like, no way. Yeah. That that guy cannot be from anywhere other than Mobile. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. A lot of people think that I'm from Mobile because I've been in Mobile so long. Mm-hmm. But I started playing trumpet when I was nine years old. I was in elementary school. And by the time I got in sixth grade, I was in the high school band. So... It's just in the been, sixth grade? Yeah, in the sixth grade. My so it's just goodness. been a part of my life. You know, I don't know if it's God-given. I I would think that it was because now it's been like over 60 years that I've been playing for somebody uh-huh. somewhere. That's and I tell Geraldine all the time, I've been, I've been getting dressed in black and white to go play somewhere. All my life. Uh, wow, it's, it's it's who you are. That's who I am. Look, 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 look at look at Mama <laughs> right there. Look at making sure Willie has men. Yeah, that's who I am. I love I love this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I played all through elementary school. I played through high school. I played through college. I just I played all my life. When did the two of you meet? We met. Oh, in, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Can she answer? Because yeah, I want to hear her. I want to hear her version. Okay. Because because right. the wise it might version. might be different. <laughs> We worked together at the Albert P. Brewer Developmental Center, which Uh was a residential facility for people with intellectual disabilities. Uh And uh, Hosea was there before I worked, and we had a receptionist with a, a really southern drawl. And she said, Jose London Telephone. (laughs) And I thought, who in the world is that Uh with that name? I didn't know if he was Spanish or if he was English. So nosy Geraldine got out of her chair, went up to the lobby and said, who is Jose London? (laughs) (laughs) Says the future Mrs. London. (laughs) And I guess the rest is history. (laughs) So what year was that, Geraldine? 1978. Okay. And after, right after that, how soon would you be married? Eight years later. We dated for eight years. Oh, man. He said eight fantastic years. Jose is a very smart man. This, this is true. Very busy man. Yeah, you know? yeah. Very busy man. Like, it's going to take a while. So, so do you have music in your background at all, Geraldine? I played, played as a child piano, okay. but not really good. But that also helped me to have an appreciation for music. So our first date was to go hear jazz. So that was what we had in common. Uh-huh. We both liked jazz and just went from there. Did you know that he would be this busy and that you would then form, because you have your own group, uh, the London Entertainment Group. Did you know that what life would be like? No, I had no idea. I know that I knew that his love was music. That was our first date. I liked to dance, and he didn't ask me to dance the whole night. <laughs> and so we established oh, the night. Oh, wow. <laughs> He likes to play music, and, and I like, like to, to dance. dance. So he does not get upset if I dance with anybody. In fact, he'll say, "Ask so and so to dance," and <laughs> or dance with Gerald. Really? Yes. And, oh. Uh, 
And as, as you, long as he's playing, he's happy. So I don't say anything about him when he puts me down because he's got to go play. <laughs> All right. Okay, you can take the mic now. <laughs> I am a great dancer until uh-huh. until I stand up. Oh. <laughs> that's where the problem. Okay, that's fair. That's okay. where the problem that's comes. That's fair. All right. <laughs> Willie, you got to make sure we tell all these stories. I know, I know. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> she loves dancing. She knows all the line dances mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that. And my feet just won't move right. Well, you know, like I always say, you can't be great at everything. That's true. I understand. Yeah. I, I tell you what, if I couldn't dance or couldn't, Mr. Finley has a dance partner. <laughs> I, I'm right there. Okay, all great. Right. <laughs> You've seen us. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, oh my goodness See, this is why i told you this is like an epic interview right here oh, yeah. but willie we're you're making sure so that was in november right yes. so then coming up we've got uh, is actually now in existence the jazz art writer south jaws youth a traveling youth art exhibit yes okay so, so bring the excelsior band into that conversation so the excelsior band's part in that is that they are a our featured performer in the jazz art writer south Jaws Festival. And for year 140, we've uh, agreed and we're actually working on developing all the different parts that are going to have them involved with their 140th year celebration, uh, including them being featured in more artwork, featured in some other nice and incredible ways. And of course, they'll be giving a concert at South Alabama, you know, that as the closing of the Jaws Festival. So that's going to be an absolutely amazing time. The um, Jaws youth part of this is the exhibit that the, uh, that the children did, members of the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. And that exhibit went on ahead after we closed the festival to three of our mobile public libraries. So it went to Maine, um, the West Regional Library and the Sims Library, and now it's at the JPAR Gulf Coast offices downtown. So it's on full display for the public to see for free. For free. Yes. We love those words right there. If you were walking through one of those exhibits right now, because I know you're so good with, with describing things, what would we see? So you're going to see a lot of color. These children and these young artists express themselves in ways that it surprised me from day one. I mean, I was jumping up and down ecstatic that they took the time to express themselves. Of course, Tanika Edwards-Bush is nothing to play with. Um, you know, hello. She, she, she is, she, she She's is the, truth. the truth. Yes, and she, she is. She really helped them to express themselves. She's been on the show before. She has. She has. I want to be sure to thank her and appreciate that. Yes. But they took the time to draw the, draw the art out of themselves and put it on canvas and give us some expressions that I just had I, I would never have expected from people so young, especially with it being connected to jazz. That there is not that much exposure to jazz for young people right now. I mean, if you are interested in it as a young as a young person, you're pursuing that. But the average young, young person, they're not generally exposed. No, to that. they're not introduced to that. No. So, so we're trying to connect all these pieces with, especially with having the Excelsior Band's performance and some other things that we're trying to build around the festival. So. We're, we're growing in, in different ways, especially for the future. But this was a key piece to be able to get the kids involved at this early stage mm-hmm. and to have the Excelsior Band just to be able to to, to see it in a different way so that they can um, experience them mm-hmm. not as the parade per- performing organization. Right. Experience them right there giving a concert specifically to them. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to pay for it. It was free. It's and, a free concert. And so there's no excuses. There's no barriers. They just We just have to make sure the children... 
are given the opportunity and then other families can appreciate it. Now, I have to ask you, Willie, do you play any instruments? I do. What do you play? <laughs> um, I was always a drummer. <laughs> so really? um, I, was, I was a drummer since my youth. I, I, uh, unfortunately, we let, me, let me rephrase that. We were a military family, so unfortunately I didn't get an opportunity to go through that many lessons. I was just a natural drummer. Took some lessons in high school, went on to college and actually joined the New Mexico State um, Pride of New Mexico uh-huh. and Las Cruces, New Mexico, and was on the drum line for three or four years. And after uh, New Mexico State, I came here to South Alabama and changed my instrument to voice. So I closed out my degree as a as a voice performer. So that was that. That's a little bit of my story. Lond- I, Londons, did you know this? <laughs> did you know all this? Yes, you did. Yeah, because we talk a lot. Yes, the reason I ask is he's so humble about it. Like he puts that way, way back here. You don't really talk about. I don't really talk about. I mean, I could, I could go on and on. I did. I've, I've, I've been. I've. I've, I've been. I've been writing music for a very, very long time. So I have, you know, albums and albums and albums worth of of music that I've. That is I've so beautiful. And you know, hopefully at some point in time it'll get out there and be performed. But I'm mm-hmm. not. Um, I am focused on what we are doing Understood. right now. Understood. Yeah. From all three of you, will you talk about the importance of music, especially from a learning standpoint for our young people? Because I, I do not like it as a parent when you hear that certain school districts or across the nation have to make cuts. And the first thing that's cut are the arts. I mean, I am a huge football fan. However, if we gave as much love and attention to our arts as we do our athletics, and we've got in, in our home, we, I have two athletes, and I have an actor. So I'm all about both lives. Exactly. Will you talk about the importance to, especially our teachers who are listening and our parents who are looking for an outlet for their children as to how important music is? Well, music is very important. Uh, I I have taught music on K-6, middle school, college level, and it's, it's such a positive influence on children there's a program that we have now that we meet at Spring Hill College uh, every other Saturday. So it's two Saturdays a month. And it's basically a jazz program where young students, 6th through 12th grades, come and they really, really enjoy. These are people that really enjoy uh, playing music. But it, but the point is not to really make them musicians. It's to give them that that discipline and everything they need so when they go forward, they'll be prepared to do everything else. Mm-hmm. So I have a student now that's at Har- at Harvard University. He's majoring in chemical engineering. Or, you know, these are very outstanding. These are very, very smart kids. And I think the music kind of lends to that because it, it gives you that substance you need to realize that if you want to be good at something, then you got to work at it. You got to practice. Music is something that you, 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 you got to practice on it. You know, you don't have to be a genius, but you got to have the discipline to actually do it. So I right. think that is what, that's what I enjoy so much. And you talk about humility. Uh, you may not know E.B. Coleman, but certainly Carlos. Uh-huh. E.B. was the band director at Central High School before he went to Murphy, mm-hmm. of course after immigration. But E.B. was a, probably the most prolific arranger musician in Mobile. And people don't know it because there's basically nowhere to go to know it. Gotcha. And E.B. was just so humble. He never wanted his name called. He he just wanted to, 
And that was somebody I emulated because I realized, I'm like, when you have something that you enjoy so much mm-hmm. that you don't care who gets the credit, then that's that just says a lot. Say his name one more time, E.B. His name is Ernest Bernard Coleman, but he was known as E.B. Coleman. I'm going to ask my husband, of course. Oh, he knows. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's important that people who are in the present are, are mentioning those from the past exactly. so that they're not forgotten. Exactly. Absolutely. Because, okay, I'm, I'm going to like be not professional right now. Um, okay. Because this mess that's on the radio, mm-hmm. that's not music. That, exactly. That, that, that's... And, and unfortunately, we're not being introduced to good music. It's just catchy hooks and beats. Right. And lots, it's like lots of hooks and yeah. beats, lots of hooks and beats. And for me, as, as a music student, it helped me to develop myself, to express myself in many different ways. I mean, I just uh, I'm looking at where, where things have developed today. I'm just like, all of that is because of music. That's right. I mean, it, it's it's a way to. It's an, a means to an end for many people. It can lead you in, in fantastic directions, chemical engineering. It just helps you to focus and be able to to be able to generate ideas and express those ideas almost to their complete end. I love that. Geraldine, go ahead. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with kickball. No. No, no. I was a kickball champion. Let me. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. So let me just, as you share the mic. So in fifth grade, we were given the option. <laughs> <laughs> I've told this story before, but Geraldine, you haven't heard this. I'm going to tell you. So fourth grade was the recorder, of course. Fifth grade, they said, pick whatever instrument you want. I was like, I'm going to do the saxophone. And so they gave us music, which I couldn't read. And it was a song that I knew. And so I moved my fingers, but I hummed. Okay. I, I wasn't playing anything. I was just and humming the song. And the teacher said, uh, that's really not how you play. <laughs> <laughs> and then we found out the instrument wasn't free also. And she said, you know, you you have an option. You, if you want to do P.E. or you want to do P.E., please. And I bolted out of there. And, and yeah, I was a kickball champion. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. Thank you, Jose, for bringing that That's up. That's a great story. That's a great story. Well, I just want to add that mm-hmm. a musician can play until they're 70, 80, 90 years old. So if right. you want to pursue that as a career, yes. as opposed to playing football, you may have a four-year career or six-year or ten. Very few people have a longevity in football. Longer John, uh, longevity in baseball. Mm-hmm. But the wear and tear on your body when you're playing sports right. is tremendous. Especially you think about if you're playing that type of sport, you've probably been playing since you were three or four. Right. So you're talking about playing for 20 years and, and you're 24 years old. Right. And that, that takes its toll. Yes. But you want to continue to build your mind. That's right. And, and I just think all of the arts help to expand your mind and realize there are different ways to approach different uh, problems mm-hmm. or just it just really helps you. You can have life without the arts, but it'd be a boring world. That's right. Isn't that true? That's so Isn't true. Isn't that true? How do we get more young women involved, do you think? Well, I think exposure. And and that's what I've been working on in uh, in the Mobile area, is trying to expose our young people. Because so many people don't know what options are out there. So I've been working with Dream Foundation, and we've brought... 
three different dance troops to Mobile, the last being collage from Memphis. Mm-hmm. And we had children of color to say, I didn't know black folks dance like that. Right. And that's real. And they keep it real. Like right. it's so beautiful. All be- they see on the TV is bump and grind, and that's old. I know that's old school. Right. Mm-hmm. But the questions that they asked those dancers was so profound. They, they were like sponges. That's it. I wish there wasn't such a huge, um, from an economical standpoint, such a huge issue. It's like, a, it's like a freeway in between the haves and the have-nots. That's right. Because you want to do dance? Okay, well, you have to be able to afford private, private lessons. This is how people think. Private lessons, these, these special shoes, these special outfits. You have to be able to travel. And, you have to, and then where will you practice? And we just need to make it accessible. That's yes. right. That's so right. that they can learn and so that they – because – it's up to us. Right. It really it's is. All, it's all part of the culture. You know, right. it's, it's all part of a culture. We have to have all of it. You know, there, there, there's not that, it's not that there's something missing. It's just that we have to be able to be exposed to all of it. We have to be able to, to, let, to let people see and be able to participate in all of it, or as much as we possibly can. And I don't think a lot of our, you know, a lot of our entertainment and a lot of our education formats have changed so much that we are really stepped back quite a bit from it that's a really good point um if you're just tuning in welcome to the community roundtable having a robust discussion with husband and wife jose and gerilyn london as well as willie dennis the third and we're talking about you know uh, the importance of the excelsior band and celebrating their 140th anniversary in ways in which we can really um bring the community together because music and sports brings the community together. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You may not know the person next to you, but you can you can be both not liking that one team that's playing. <laughs> but music brings people together. Jose, what is it like when you are, first of all, I want to know how many steps do you get in in a, in a Mardi Gras season? How many steps do you get in? Because you walk a lot. Well, you in a band. Well, I don't have any idea of how many steps, and I'm not sure I want to know that. <laughs> you don't, okay, I'm, I already know. I'm going to get a pedometer. Yeah, yeah, you can get a pedometer. That's a story right there. Yeah, but it's about 15 parades, and I I think the parades may be maybe four and a half, five miles. Each? Each. Yeah. Each, and then you're doing events in between. Yeah, 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 that's what you do when you're a musician. I don't know, but yeah. I mean, it's one thing to play, but then to actually walk, I would think you'd be breathless. Well, you gotta, you gotta kind of be in decent okay. shape <laughs> to okay. to do this, right? Okay. So you can't, you can't lay the horn down and then pick it up in February. <laughs> you I'm know, glad you said that. Yeah, you can't do that because it's gonna, you're gonna hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you got to walk and you got to play and you got to, you know, you got to breathe. Right. Yeah. That's not a good look. Exactly. So, <laughs> and we see it so many times, you know, we hear bands, you're like, well, they, they probably hadn't played that instrument in like 12 months. And that's not good. No, you have to, yeah. I, one thing I learned early, not being from here, but, but getting acclimated to Mardi Gras, you've got to pace yourself. Yeah. Everything you're doing. Oh, yeah. Drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. When my first Mardi Gras, I was tearing up the dance floor. I mean, you couldn't tell me nothing. And my husband said, you know, we've got like seven more balls. <laughs> my feet were like, no, we don't. <laughs> I'm done today. <laughs> I was in the chair doing. <laughs> you chair dancing. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> Yes. And then, ladies, put some flip flops yeah. in your purse. Yeah. Like, you 
like when you are playing and seeing all these, and I love the diversity and the culture that you, that's wrapped around Mardi Gras, not the balls, because we, that's a whole other conversation yeah. about seg- segregated yeah. balls. We're not talking about that. But the, but the parade route, when you see young and old and, and white and black, and, and just what is it like seeing those faces smiling and happy? Well, it's so great because I always tell people, you know, the band is like in the parade, but it's almost like the parade is actually on the other side of the fence. Uh-huh. You know, because we are seeing people with all kind of outfits and we're 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 looking at them as hard as they're looking at us. So it it, it is a it's a amazing feeling because Kelly, every year I you know, people say, Well how long are you gonna March in the parades. I said, well, it's, you know, it's going to be my last year. And I said that like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like when you get out there and if you do like one or two and uh-huh. it's, everything else is like, it, it's amazing. Well, plus, plus we walk, you know, my I wife know. and I, we, we walk a lot oh, okay. during the year because mm-hmm. you can't do That's that either. Right. You got to do that. You got to do that. Yeah, you got to do that. Well, I'm so thankful you took time in between all that's going on during Mardi Gras to stop in and say hello and to give us the information, all three of you. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy, Happy Mardi, Gras. Mardi Gras. Yes. You, you want to say, the, you wanna say the other way to say it? Laissez le bouton rouler. There we go. Yeah, I can't even <laughs> say that. What? Okay, that's a whole other show. Yeah. Kickball and les élèves. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Community Roundtable. <laughs> Keep Thank it you, tuned. Kelly. You're welcome. Keep it tuned to the Sound of Mobile Station. Coming up next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley. You've been listening to the Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 The Zoo, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of the Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.